another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dara, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart. Now go, you heroes of Thra. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast. I'm your host, Phil. And I'm Sydney. And today is a very special show, of course. Well, it, it finally arrived. Our universe, a Dark Crystal Odyssey, a live ballet performance that just um, started, I think, a good as of this recording, a good couple of weeks ago. So, you know, we, we're here to talk about it. I mean, of course, Sydney and I, we couldn't be there to talk about it, you know, because we well, we can talk about it, you know, as we hear from other people what they um, liked and what they didn't like about it. But also, it's more important that we actually got people <laughs> here that actually went to the show and get their thoughts about it. So with us is Zay from Thamescon and also the upcoming Labyrinth experience that's happening later this year, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the show. So Zay, welcome back. Woohoo! Oh, hi, guys. Great to be back. And also we've got another guest, Ali. So I just want to say, Ali, thank you so much for being on, on the show. Hello. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> thank you. It's it, it's so good to have you guys um, on the show to, to talk about the experience that you ha- all had during the um, Universal Dark Crystal Odyssey. And uh, I, I guess we, I, I'm just trying to think, Sydney, how, how should we go about it? Like, should we just... Did you, do you want to you know, hear, hear what we, we think about it? Or, I mean, it's... it's well, listen, <laughs> first off, I just have to point out how nice it is always to just have other Dark Crystal geeks around to talk to. So first yes. of all, yay for that. So glad to have a nice little like crew of um, Dark Crystal nerds. And Zay, of course, is the reigning queen of them. And, you know, I'm always so excited to, to chat with her. So thank you guys for um, being here, first of all, to talk about it. I think... For me, I just wanted to start off by saying that, oh my goodness, how spicy it's already been seeing, you know, all the just like initial reactions to it, um, looking at all the fancy reviews. It's been really nice to see things like, you know, The Guardian and and all of these like big um, like journalists talking about like something related to the Dark Crystal again. So that's pretty cool. Like, it's really cool to just see anything dark crystal just like out in the periphery like being talked about again um so just the fact that this is happening something so fancy and and large scale and you know with with all of this attention out in the world related to dark crystal i like that it's it's cool it's nice to have something to to geek out about and share opinions about again that's that's pretty nice it's been a minute yeah right? well actually it's been a couple of years actually so, because I, yeah. it's funny because i actually went decided to go on youtube to see if there was any like clips or you know any video clips of the performance before we, we got on but that as this moment doesn't look like there has been and the thir- first thing that actually popped up was our podcast talking about it um two years ago two years ago and, and, <laughs> And it was like a, um, it was actually like a, a live show that we, that we did as well um, on Facebook and 
on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. So that was like yeah, it, just like a first reaction yeah, first, to like, like whoa, a ballet. More what? thoughts <laughs> about this thing, which is like just sort of came out out of the blue for us, and just like yeah. So, but for me, it was like I've always been really intrigued about it. It's like okay, this is interesting. You know, like it, it, you know, what kind of direction are going to go with this? It could have gone in many different ways, and I think in many ways it certainly did from mm-hmm. um, what we've heard from you know people that went to the show and all the reviews and and just seems like yeah like it has been a bit divisive a little i guess a bit um you know that the critics have loved it but the fans are sort of like i think it sort of depends on i guess the um the background and it's, uh, uh, yeah and sort of where you go and go in you know where you had the expectation of where it's going to be a full-on adaptation of the film or it was a bit more experimental or sort of using sort of ideas and themes from the film but being its own thing at the same time a lot to talk about that's for sure yeah <laughs> so let's start um i think we'll start by just asking ellie um how when did you get to see it how how fresh is this for you how long ago did you watch it and um just sort of walk us through it a little bit. Um, I think it was on the 17th, so only 10 days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just spent the day in London. It was. And were you a pretty big Dark Crystal fan already? What's, tell us a little bit about like your background as a fan, just so we have like a little insight as to your perspective, right? So have you been, are you a longtime Dark Crystal fan, sort of a recent Dark Crystal fan? Um, well, I watched it when it came out and then afterwards, so... Uh, listen to everything I could and read well I'm trying to read everything but um yeah I'm trying to consume everything so you were first a, a fan of Age of Resistance <laughs> and I hadn't watched. actually yeah yeah I watched the film after watching the series I don't remember watching awesome. it as a kid <laughs> well that's cool we got some some like diverse um because I actually I really love that I love that there are new Dark Crystal fans now because you know growing up not having a lot of peers and people my age who were also into this movie from the 80s. It's nice that now we have people who are younger than me even who are getting into it for the first time because of Age of Resistance who are now discovering the film through new eyes. So that's sort of the perspective that you're giving us here. So that's pretty cool. And then, of course, Zay, we know that you're, you know, a ride or die Dark Crystal um, down to your bones. Yeah, and I think you're right. Uh, I think Sydney and and Phil and I, we all had that kind of same experience about you talking to people about the Dark Crystal and them kind of looking at you blankly. But now I'm finding that when I mention Dark Crystal, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, the series, Age of Resistance. So they they know it and they know it through that series. So that is that is so nice and it's so refreshing and it's shocking now you're like oh yeah you, you know dark crystal oh that's wonderful you know we used to be a real minority but now there are so many more of us so i just love that this fans in our community <laughs> yeah there actually is a community now that's like noisy and <laughs> can share opinions and bounce opinions off of each other right um so first impressions i mean ellie what did what did you think? Just dive right in. Tell us, you know, what are the first things you want to talk about regarding your experience watching the Dark Crystal Odyssey? Um, well, I didn't really know what to expect. It sounded like a weird concept in the uh, <laughs> the get go, <laughs> and with the um the the description of it seemed vague uh, mm-hmm. when it first came out a little bit. But I think that made me want to go a bit more. Um, and watching it, it it kind it was kind of 
it was a little bit painful trying to figure out what was going on <laughs> but um I think it kind of made it more fun in the end because once you understood something or what something was meant to mean it it made it more fun <laughs> but um it was sort of like a I, puzzle I think, putting it together yeah I, I think that's what they were trying to go for the modern had you seen a lot of ballets previously or is this kind of your first one no I hate ballet <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So a wide variety of like fan perspectives here. So new Dark Crystal fan, not a ballet fan in the first place. So, all right. That tells us a lot about like what you were going in with. Um, But you still were able to glean some fun out of the experience, you said, because it was kind of like you're putting it together as you're watching it. Yeah, I think that was the that's super interesting. Because I, I know, Zay, you sort of had the sort of same experience. You're like, you, you hadn't really gone to many live ballets as well, I think. No, I had I had never been to a ballet. It's not f- through not wanting to. And they're doing an amazing, like, Sleeping Beauty ballet at the moment that I saw being advertised when I was there. And I thought, because I love Sleeping Beauty, I was like, oh, that's, that's right up my street. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'd never been to, like, a traditional ballet. And this certainly wasn't a traditional ballet. I think that's the thing that... I probably wasn't massively educated on because uh, I don't know a lot about the world of dance is that ballet really covers a, a kind of a vast um, array of different dance styles. And the Dark Crystal was certainly a contemporary dance style ballet. So, again, I think if, you know, if people are going into it thinking they're going to have that full kind of Sleeping beauty s production, it was a lot more, you know, pared down modern dance, contemporary um feeling so i think when you know that that's the style and i think for certainly for people that know studio wayne mcgregor they really knew what that style looked like um mm-hmm. but for yeah for, for me and i guess for others that weren't kind of au fait i now know <laughs> i now know the style <laughs> yeah it seems like based on reviews that i'm seeing um like for example this one that was uh, in the dance column of The Observer. Um, They talk about, you know, how the technique and the choreography um, is really like coming across with, you know, the the eco themes and about our world and like that everything was danced beautifully. The performances were incredible, um, that it's very visually striking, um, that sort of the narrative of the, the the message for our planet is coming across, but I get the feeling that maybe those reviews aren't as familiar with the Dark Crystal in the same way that maybe we are. They're more coming at it from a, I'm a professional dance reviewer and I'm reviewing it as a as a ballet, which is kind of the inverse of how we're looking at it, right? Yeah, yeah, I think exactly. It's and I think different people will look at it very differently. So. The showing that I saw, I saw the the opening night. It was, you know, it was full. I think lots of people were really excited and nervous, yeah. but the showing got a standing ovation. And wow. the room was full, was actually more full of people who who understand this medium and mm-hmm. can appreciate Studio Wayne McGregor, can, can appreciate contemporary dance. And, of, you know, and they, they all loved it. They all thought it was fantastic. They were so blown away by it by the styles what they'd done with the kind of the 3d imagery the dance Mm. style and you know having a room of people who probably or nearly a room of people because there were some dark crystal fans there i found them well they found me (laughs) because i was giving out 
free badges. <laughs> uh, which is fun. And uh, yeah, so, you know, bringing, um, you know, the Dark Crystal to a completely different audience right. is, is so great. And it was a great feeling to think, you know, you, you guys might not have even heard of the Dark Crystal, but now you certainly have. And maybe you'll go and find out a little bit more about it and in- investigate yeah. a little bit more about it. That's exactly what I'm excited about here, because from the way I see it is like, even if I, as a Dark Crystal fan, were to watch this and I think, wow, this is so different from the movie, I maybe don't get it. Um, And again, that's a hypothetical situation. I myself, you know, I haven't seen it, but I might know, I might super love it. I've seen several ballets. I'm a big fan of um, that sort of art style. I love uh, a live theater experience. I come from a live theater background. Um, not ballet, of course, I'm not built for that, but I do appreciate it. Um, and I feel like even if worst case scenario, I came away going like, yeah, it wasn't really like anything Dark Crystal for me, totally did not meet my expectations. I would still feel like this was a win overall, simply because this is a new audience to be exposed to the Dark Crystal and who can, just like you said, Zay, like be like, okay, what's that about? And do a quick Google and be like, oh, there, here's this movie. Oh, it's Jim Henson. Oh, who's Brian Froud? Let me look up what Brian Froud has done. Oh, interesting. Look at all this other awesome stuff. And then like, it just opens up that floodgate. And hopefully then, you know, soon enough, they'll be just as nerdy as we are. That's the that's the goal, right? Is the, to <laughs> infect everyone with our sort of darkening. Except it's not a darkening. It's wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, would you say that um, there's a good chance of that sort of phenomenon happening based on what you saw? Both of you guys um, who saw it, like based on the audience reception, just the vibe in the room as you were watching it. Um, talking to other fans afterward, maybe, do you feel like there's a chance of that taking place of other people who maybe weren't familiar with the Dark Crystal now being interested in it? I would say so. What do you think, Ellie? Yeah. I, I, I think like 95% of the audience were just um, like most mostly elderly, posh, mm-hmm. and we're going to see the ballet because they enjoy ballet and they go every week. And then afterwards, some of them look confused, like, what, what was that? And, <laughs> and some of them were like, I, I could see that everyone was like, oh, wow, that was actually Dark Christopher. And you could tell which ones are which. Um, <laughs> I didn't speak to any of them. Though. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, though, that, that, you know, you saw that it was just a lot of, like, posh ballet fans. I wonder if any of them are going to come away being like, what was that movie that they that was supposed to, based on? I want to go watch that. Like that sounds awesome to me. Like I'm Why imagining some later? like <laughs> like super posh ballet fan. Yeah, like and then later on like watching Labyrinth and like dancing along and being like, oh, oh this is delightful. <laughs> I'm sorry, English people, if I'm completely offending you right now, but that's I mean it with all the love in my heart. <laughs> all right zay your experience watching it was sort of like did you go to the premiere did you were you in the first group of people to see it yeah it was the first showing and it was you know and like i said it was a it was really nice audience what was also nice is you i think we had a lot of the um performers family members there as well Mm. so you could see that they were very excited and i got the impression and the idea that 
you know, um, this is this is really an elite studio. You do have to be the best of the best yeah. to perform for Studio Way McGregor. These, uh, you know, dancers were incredible. Mm-hmm. They were amazing. That you couldn't, you no one can, you know, doubt their skill. Their bodies were like there wasn't an inch of fat on them. You could just tell these people train for like eight hours a day. They were ripped and yeah, they the live and they, breathe dance. Oh yeah, I mean you, they really have to. It's a real discipline. So yeah, um, and you can t- you can tell how much they put their heart and soul into the performance as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and yeah, you could tell how how sort of proud because they were all quite young as well, mm-hmm. really quite young, and and yeah, a lot of them had their sort of their folks there and you could tell this has been a labor of love for a long time and this is something I think that people need to remember and you guys you know touched on this how you were talking about it years ago and this has been a really really long time in the making and has mm-hmm. gone through a real kind of evolution to the performance that we're seeing now you know COVID was incredibly hard on you know the entertainment industry on 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 all of these sort of creative industries really really hard and i'd imagine that the budget and the idea and the scope they started with was probably completely different to where we are now and i think that people again need to be grateful and remember that we we still got something they still wanted to bring us something and and maybe it wasn't quite the vision or the hope you know that that they might have had with you know puppets and more headdresses and more costumes stuff like that but that all is it all costs money and it's all expensive yeah and um you know and and sometimes that's just not possible so I'm just grateful that it it still happened it's more dark crystal it was you know beautiful performance and I I think if people are expecting just to see like, yeah, like people dancing around and it being exactly like the film and they have, you know, they, they're dressed up as Skeksis and Mystics. Firstly, that's not really practical when you're dancing yeah. that kind of dance and the way they no. move their bodies. Um, yeah. But to me, it was very, very obvious who all of the characters were or who the dancers were representing. Okay. Um, and I think any Dark Crystal fan will instantly be like, those guys are the Mystics. They're the girl fling. You know, those are the Skeksis. These three are Augra, but you get it. You know who's who and mm-hmm. you can you can follow the story. And of course, they're telling a story through through dance and through dance emotion as well. So mm-hmm. imagine how difficult that is trying to tell that story, but through dance with, with really very little words. Yeah. So I think I think they did it with what they were doing very minimalist very sort of pared down they they did a good job and I certainly could follow the story and and I thought the dance was amazing I mean I don't know about you Ellie but for me the Gelfling the two sort of Gelfling characters are are sort of they were like water characters wearing blue but you could tell they were our Jen and Kira I thought they were the most beautiful when they kind of calmed it down and slowed it down because the Skeksis was very like erratic and it was red and it was a bit crazy and then you had the kind of the quieter moments with the gentle dance with the girl fling and I I just loved that what did you think Ellie? Um, it, it honestly it took you you probably grasped it a lot quicker than I did because it took me a while to figure out what uh characters for which um but i me and mum argued about it after watching it because she was convinced that 
I, I did say that the, the blue ones are the gelfling because they're representing the earth and everything. She was like, oh, no, it's the it's water. It's uh, it's our earth. It has nothing to do with the gelfling. I was like, you're clearly not as... Um, <laughs> she tried interpreting it more as um, like characters of our planet because she didn't have the context of being a Dark Crystal fan. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was desperately trying to pin like, oh, that, that's a Skeksis, that's an Uru, you know. What was it about those characters um, that you think made them clearly Gelfling to you as a as a Dark Crystal fan? Like, was it the movement specifically? Was there something happening in, like, narration in the moments that they were on stage? Like, what were the clues that, like, let you know, like, okay, I see, I see what's happening here? What do you think, It was Ellie? never the narration that uh the narration was kind of uh it was just in blocks i think it came on like twice throughout might be wrong um it didn't describe the characters as they were coming on that was um i think it was as i say i know nothing about ballet but (laughs) i went there gelfling because they're like free-flowing and got it yeah I, i don't know what do you think, Zay? What what told you that those were uh, that those were Gelfling compared to the other characters? Without wanting to like, I don't know how like I don't want to be too spoilery, but you kind of you you kind of start once they've had the opening, the mm-hmm. opener. You kind of forget the open. The opener is just telling you that this is what you're going to be looking at, and then you start right. the story with the the mystic characters who are the Earth, and they're all in brown, and you can kind of tell that it's them because one of them is wearing something that looks quite mystic, and they're quite slow and quite gentle, and then they have a relationship with this one male blue character. Okay. Then looks like he is going on, a, he kind of is then set off on his quest. So instantly I was like, right, you've got the mystics. You see, you sort of see, get the idea that the dying master dies and you've got this one blue girl fling who mm-hmm. then finds another blue girl fling right. and they have, you know, and this relationship starts. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it was just, you know, how sometimes you force a narrative. Maybe it was me putting things together because I know the Dark Crystal so well. Right. I may have just been going, well, I know what that is. And that's definitely that. And th- he's just done this, which is probably this part in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I find myself doing that with stuff all the time because I'm, you know, constantly thinking about the Dark Crystal in relation to like putting together um, connections and trying to. It just everything reminds me of it. So when I'll watch something and, and, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's that's a lot like how in the Dark Crystal this happened. And oh, yeah, those guys are definitely like the Skeksis of this story. And it's something completely unrelated. It's just I'm finding reasons to connect it because I have so many conversations with other Dark Crystal fans. So it gives me something to talk about with with you guys. I'll be like, oh, by the way, have you watched this? That was a total mystic move when that happened. Like, <laughs> um, so I understand. Yeah, and actually, Sydney, that actually happened. Yeah, that actually happened to me a couple of weeks ago um, when I was playing um, a video game, Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor. And there's one creature that's you probably know exactly oh, what I'm talking yep, about, Sydney. Yep, yep, but yep. there's one creature that's like ex- it's pretty much yep. down pat like a 
a Landstrider, but just slightly a little bit different. Like, but it's like you could yeah. see it. Like you, you could see that it's like they obviously took the design from the Landstrider and and just changed. He it is up. not no, kidding. No. In in this game, there is a creature that is literally just a Landstrider, but through the lens of Star Wars. And so, if you are a Dark Crystal fan, seeing that when you're playing this game, there's no way you're not going to make that connection. Um, so that's one of the examples of something that's like more obvious when it happens for sure, because I, even like Andrew, like my my fiance is, um, I've sort of converted him into more of a Dark Crystal fan, but prior to that, he had like no real background with the franchise at all. But even he was like, uh, Sydney, come look at this. Look at look at this guy. What does that look like to you? <laughs> like, so. Um, it's catchy. It's a bit like, um, kind of like, is it Paradoilia? You know, when you see faces, we need like a, a Thraradoilia or something that yeah. you just see dark crystal characters mm-hmm. everywhere you go. And uh, yeah, my partner's the same. He wasn't even a dark crystal, big dark crystal fan but before I made him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I made you what and you And now are. he's just always like, he's like, oh, that's really, really like Skeksis. That person looks like mm-hmm. a Skeksis. <laughs> yeah. So without spoiling you know too much of course i know you both probably want to be uh cautious to not spoil too much in terms of for people who still want to see it who haven't gotten to yet but would you say that there was a strong representation of like an agra presence in this ballet because i feel like personally what uh, that's one of the crucial elements to anything that's going to be dark crystal related is you have to have i think that Agra sort of figure represented one way or another to tie it all together. Um, would you say that that was present in some way? Ellie, what do you think? Yeah, I think I spotted it. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a picture of an observatory before. I think it was three of them that came on. So you knew what was going to happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a prompt there. And then there's also an image and then yeah and then you have sort of like i think augra has like a triple representation so because she's so i guess my theory is because she is so sort of larger than life and to help Mm -hmm. fill a stage um they've got sort of three representations that make up augra or kind of that whole celestial space well it's interesting that you say she's represented in three like ways right i'm sure phil you probably had that same thought yeah i mean you know the old saying about you know dark crystals always in threes one way or another so I, that, that's kind of like a neat sort of you know neat little add-on sort of thing with with um odyssey um uh dark crystal um ballet um dance so no that, 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 which is which is really cool so it's yeah, yeah. Me, like <laughs> Sorry, Sid. No, no, no. Go, go. You're... Say, yeah, there's, there's, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of subtle but intentional things that, again, I think that, you know, the, the, the dark crystal super nerds among us will pick up on the little things because you can tell they really, they, the people that made this really do love the material. They wouldn't have done it otherwise. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not something you just go, oh, you wake up and go, I feel like I'm going to do a director dark crystal ballet today you know you really have to want to do it and they all did put in a lot of work to try and again get get the kind of the style across get the messages across and there are lots of yeah sort of little subtle things like that that you kind of do pick up on and maybe on like a it's one of the things we think oh i could do with a second or a third watch because I probably missed something because it moves so quickly it's very fast paced did you find that ellie that it was quite some some of it was quite intense, wasn't it? It was quite full on. 
Yeah, I think it was also I couldn't I couldn't figure out whether we're in the past, the present, or the future. And because it was fast paced, I didn't know whether we were flicking between them or. Uh, that yeah the, the pace is where i got lost yeah. most of it. it's actually just sort of thinking <laughs> yeah, about was, that like the fast definitely. pace of how odyssey was you know compared to really the film like how the film it does have a bit of a slow pace you know so an inverse of, of sorts sort of thing you know? <laughs> yeah well plus i i think it seems to me that the main sort of message of this production is one that's very environmental and tying it back to our world and how this sort of story of the healing of Thra is kind of a, a mirror of sorts of what we've sort of done to our planet and the idea of healing and um, undoing the destruction that has been done to the world that we live in. And that concept kind of exists outside of time and space like if you think about it like that concept it's irrelevant like past president future it's happening it has happened it is happening it will happen it is something we are as as like residents of a planet something that we are always going to have to be conscious of it's something that's always going to be a risk as long as there are you know creatures like humans inhabiting this planet it's something that we're gonna have to um you know, be, be conscious of and be aware of. And that's sort of true of another world, another time also. <laughs> so I don't know if that's that that's at least the impression I'm getting from the things that I've read about um, about the ballet, the, the sort of photos that have been released of it on these various reviews and stuff. Um, a lot of it is sort of abstract. Is that is that correct? Would you say after having seen it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to compare too because when I think of a ballet that's based on a film, my mind immediately goes to one that I had seen several years ago. Matthew Bourne had uh, directed a uh, or created a ballet based on Edward Scissorhands. And what he did with that one was like, it was essentially just the movie, but expanded and with no dialogue everything was communicated through movement and through like action and staging and but a lot was done in terms of recreating specific scenes from the movie and specific set pieces and like the costumes and like this is a scissor hands but he but he dances and like um and they also used music from the movies this is not that kind of a ballet this is not um this is not a just a same retelling of the film. This is something that's inspired by the content of the film, applying it to a bigger idea and then taking sort of like an abstract approach with it. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you sort of hit the nail on the head, really. That's probably the best the best review I've heard, Sydney. Well done. <laughs> I haven't even seen it. And she hasn't even seen it. But yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of we all I think we all feel and especially when you're like a company wanting to put out the right messages and do the right thing is that there is that kind of social environment, environmental consciousness mm -hmm. of, okay, yeah, we want to make something that's entertaining, but we also want to put out a strong message and how can we combine this entertainment with our, you know, responsibilities. And, and it's obviously something that, that the studio feels strongly about. And it is something that, you know, we all probably do need to talk about more. So, you know, I, for one, didn't didn't mind at all. I appreciated that they were trying to, you know, push those messages 
And Dark Crystal, as we know, is is all about that. That is not something new for the Dark Crystal. It is, no. it is all about, you know, taking too much, not working with your environment, you know, mm-hmm. the selfishness of the different species, all, all this sort of stuff, how complicated it can be, the war and everything like that. So there's so many messages in there that were true then and they're still true now and probably will be for a long time yeah would you say that those messages in terms of homaging the dark crystal do you think that those messages are more important than the presence of puppetry oh ellie what do you think you take that one (laughs) (laughs) and you're allowed to have your own opinions it's okay do you feel like puppets would have added to this experience generally yeah i think so i think that's fair to feel that way i feel like a lot of fans of the dark crystal um are fans of puppetry and you know that film has inspired so many aspiring puppeteers and so i think maybe that's an expectation that maybe some of the fans who were not as happy like that's an expectation that they had is like well how can you do dark crystal without puppets but to that I would say, and Zay probably agrees, and so does Philip at the very least, we've had a lot of other great Dark Crystal products that did not involve puppets, such as the graphic yeah. novels and- Yeah, graphic novels and books and- Yeah, and the no- yeah, yeah. Lots, of, lots of different mediums. So, um, you know, people might go into the universe thinking, you know, this is, you know, unlike Dark Crystal, you know, a bit weird, but I'm like, Dark Crystal is weird, you know. So, <laughs> Thank you. I think it sort of uh, works well. Like, you know, it sort of, it, it fits in a Dark Crystal category, you know, that um, that universe, you know, from what I've heard, that universe of Dark Crystal Odyssey sort of provides. Um, so, no, no, which is great. And it's great to hear, yeah, you know, from from you, you know, the things, yeah, that you, um, what you got out of it. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's a bit. I know it's a bit unfortunate, of course. Like you know, for Sydney and I not being able to to see it, um, whatnot. Maybe I think someday. I, I know it could be. It go international. There are hints. Zay pointed out before we started recording that there are hints that maybe it could become international. This was how did you word it, Zay? It's an international premiere. Well, yeah, they called it the world premiere, and right. I think if you're going to call it the world premiere, it means that you're thinking about going to other places in the world. That's enough <laughs> of a hint for me. Yeah. For me, it's, I think it's definitely a hint, you know, obviously like anything, they always, they'll see how it goes and how it sits, but I'm sure the intention is to to travel around with it, where that might be, you know, what countries that might come to, you know, I'm sure they'll, they would probably announce that one by one, but yeah, I'm feeling positive that, that they will be traveling around and yeah. And I think, I think that'd be great. And just to kind of touch on your point about puppets i think anyone that likes star crystal is a good there's a good chance they like puppets for sure and they like other puppet stuff and i think you know the general consensus is everything's made better with puppets sure <laughs> i mean my yeah. life just you know everything having dinner cleaning my teeth throw a puppet into anything and it will make it better so i think amen we, we all want to you know we all want to see puppets and enjoy puppets and of course at any opportunity throw some puppets in there and it's great but like you quite rightly said, Dark Crystal is about so much more than puppets. They're in there, you know, this this podcast is Dark Crystal. Listening and enjoying this podcast is is giving us Dark Crystal. Everything that we do, the events, talking about it, the books, 
the um, fan art, you know, none of that has puppets, but it's still Dark Crystal and we can still enjoy it. So, yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. I've been a puppet this whole time. I'm sorry. Did I did I not make that clear? <laughs> but you're absolutely right. I, I agree with you. I think uh, also, you know, we have a lot of cool products coming out that, you know, in the Dark Crystal universe, the fact that we've had like the RPG game that we um got to be part of we have like the tarot cards coming out soon that i cannot wait to get my hands on we have you know the bestiary um we have all of this like expanded material none of which involves puppets but it was inspired by a world that is puppetry i think you know things can be inspired by puppetry and still get you interested in puppetry and i think for me not having seen this ballet if I get to one day, what I hope to glean from it is at the very least to be reminded of. Like, not necessarily, like, there don't have to be puppets present in the ballet. Should there be puppets in everything? Yes, exactly like you said, Zay. There would be great if there were. And just like you said, Ellie, it would probably enhance the experience for us as Dark Crystal fans if there were puppets in it. But at the very least, if it, like, reminds me of the puppetry and the art style that's that's a win for me and kind of like we talked about before if somebody who'd never heard of the dark crystal before after having seen this they do a bit of a google and learn like oh it's a puppet movie that's interesting and then like suddenly they become like that seed is planted the interest in puppetry like then then i'll consider that successful so that's what i hope i hope you know as someone who hasn't seen it that 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 is present do you think it is? Yeah, definitely. I think so, definitely. And like, yeah. Ellie, so would you, if you're talking to all the Dark Crystal fans now, would you tell them to go and sit? What would you be your message to them? Uh, I think the average Dark Crystal fan would appreciate it, but not with, um, not having expectations already. Because right. if, if you just, well, I guess with all the reviews, people are generally aware of what it's about now. <laughs> but at the start, mm-hmm. with it being a little bit vague in its advertisement, um, people would expect, well, as yeah. you say, puppetry or, I, I don't know. Yeah. Not for it to be so abstract. Mm-hmm. I I had heard, I don't remember who said it, so if you happen to be the person who said it and you're listening so unlikely but that you know let me know um that disappointment can only exist if you have expectations going in like the definition of disappointment is more or less just expectations not being met and so your level of enjoyment of something like this is going to be directly correlated to what sort of expectations you had and I think it's good that we have so many accurate, like, sort of reviews. Based on what I'm hearing from you two, it sounds like a lot of the reviews that are floating around out there from the professionals um, are accurate in that this is an abstract interpretation of something inspired by the Dark Crystal. It is not a retelling of the Dark Crystal. So if you go in knowing that, then your disappointment is not going to be that you know, of somebody who goes in expecting, like, this is the Dark Crystal with puppets and people dancing around with puppets to the music from the movie. I don't know. That's that's my impression. I don't yeah. know. That's, that's and, my impression. 
I think that's what I was saying about, you know, Phil, you said about going with an open mind. I mean, yeah. it's it's 90 minutes. It's not hugely expensive compared to like other London shows. And I think, yeah, if you just go into it thinking, I'm just going to just go into this thinking it's a contemporary dance and it's influenced by something I love and just to embrace it for what it is, I think it's worth seeing. And I've seen this floating around, so it's not a spoiler, but even just for the first like 30 seconds to see a sweeping shot of Brian Froud's study, it's so worth it. Cool. <laughs> and that yeah, just like, awesome. I mean, that was like, ooh, I had like tingles up my spine. I was like, can we slow-mo that? Oh my God, there's two <laughs> labyrinth masks on the shelf. Oh my God, what have I just seen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just like a little a little flash of nerdy heaven. So just to see that, it's totally worth it. But then just sit back, relax, enjoy it for what it is, enjoy some amazing dancing and support another the Dark Crystal thing. You know, people always want, I mean, we bang this drum all the time and I say it all the time. I'm like a broken record. If you want more Dark Crystal, support Dark Crystal, whatever it may be, support it. You know, do give your opinion on it, whether you like it or not, but just go and get your bum on a seat, buy a ticket, buy the book, whatever Dark Crystal's making, the more we support it, the more we're going to get. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of as simple as that, really. Yeah, absolutely. Here, here. Agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so overall, yeah, it just seems like, yeah, it's like for me, yeah, it's going in, you know, I was a bit intrigued, but now I'm more intrigued. So like, you know, here's hoping that, sometime in the future if they ever do tour around the world um and you know come to the us or or to australia as well hopefully so yeah we'll just see what happens um but yeah again i, I think we'll we'll probably wrap this up um for this episode of trial by stone uh so ali i just want to say thank you so much again for for being on the show and um do do you have anything to plug do you know do, do you where people can find you or you know any stuff that you've been doing or um, I do Dark Crystal Fan on my Instagram. That's interesting. Oh, yes, incredibly interesting. Tell us the handle. <laughs> uh, it's Moose Hughes. That makes sense. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes so we can easily be able to, you know, for, for listeners that can click on the link and, um, yeah, follow all your work. Um, so that that's that's fantastic. Dark Crystal fan um, art is my favorite. Yes. It's the best. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We love it. We love it. Yeah. And um, again, Zay, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, and of course, you know, you've got uh, plenty of things going on with ThamesCon. And um, I mean, you know, a couple, I think one of which is the, the supernatural event. I think that you've got happening, but also the big one that's coming in a couple months time is the uh, labyrinth experience. So uh, yeah, I'd love to know. Yeah. Just do your spiel about it. You know, love. Yeah. About the event. Well, firstly, thank you for having me on here. It's always a pleasure. Love mm -hmm. chatting with you guys anytime. Um, yeah. So the, the next Tencent event is the Labyrinth Experience and Mask Ball. And it's very much, although it's a Labyrinth event, guess what? Nearly everyone that made Labyrinth made Dark Crystal too. So <sighs> actually, we're kind of sharing a lot of the guests and the, the kind of the workshops. And But it certainly will appeal to Dark Crystal fans. And oh, there yeah. will be some Dark Crystal stuff going on there. I won't give too much away about that, but... There'll certainly be, um, you know, we 
the Great Conjunction was our first. Dark Crystal was the first love. So um, there's going to be a lot of a lot of that there as well. So if you're a Labyrinth fan, Dark Crystal fan, or just a Henson fan, then please do come along. We're going to be yeah. celebrating, um, you know, the anniversary of Jim's birthday, and Yay. we're going to be doing some cool stuff around that that we still have to announce. But yeah, www.labyrinth-experience.com, or you can find us on Facebook at Labyrinth EXP or on Instagram at ThamesCon. So follow along. Still got absolutely tons to announce. This is going to be absolutely action-packed. Loads of workshops, loads of experience, loads of stuff you can't get anywhere else. Some amazing props. The venue is stunning, you know, where they opened, um, did the opening scene from Labyrinth. We were there shooting a a little promo the other day, which is going to be coming out soon. And I was just like, I feel like I'm in Brian Frow's mind. (laughs) It really is some of the little, like, places that you explore and discover. And every time I go there, it's because it's enormous. You just find new and like little magical nooks so yeah i'm absolutely uh, just so excited about that and i think for all of us that had that kind of grew up with that fantasy of going to the goblin king's mask ball and i think we're all we're all going to get to kind of fulfill that but the the tickets to the mask ball are very nearly sold out so if you want to if you do want to come to the ball, I, I think there's only about 40 tickets left um but plenty of uh day entry tickets still to go so yeah that's so exciting i wish Uh, you guys could be there can you i know come along (laughs) oh my goodness um if i could get to the uk you'll be the first to know oh sydney i thought we were gonna have your wedding there i mean i made all the arrangements (laughs) the two of us are on board but i don't know about the rest of my family (laughs) and all the other guests Maybe we'll, we'll do a mini wedding part two and fly out that we, trust me, we have every intention of, of coming out (laughs) there. You know, you've heard it. I have to see the hundred acre wood. I have to see all the important things. It's, it's going to happen. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely need to make the trip to London too, you know, and in the future as well. So, uh, when that happens, you'll be the first to know Zay, of course. So yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) We'll make it happen. We'll have a dark crystal reunion. Everyone will be invited. All you listeners, you're all invited. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Woo. Let's go. I love it. So awesome. Thank you guys both for being here so much. It, It really, really helps for all of the listeners and for everyone who just is on the hunt for anything dark crystal to hear the opinions of the people who really love this franchise as much as we do and to, you know, who, who get to be there and be part of it and for you to share that with everybody. So, hooray! Always a pleasure. I love nerding out with other nerds. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, visit our website at www.darkcrystalpodcast.com. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.